This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Uh, we've been doing a series on miraculous measures and supernatural supplies, and I have a prophetic word from the Lord uh, uh, today. Uh, I believe it's happening now and from now on. Why don't you turn over to Joel? Um, and we're going to look at Joel 2 and verse number 28. And the Lord said that I'm reading now the Message Bible. We'll be using the Message Bible today. Said this, uh, and that's just the beginning. After that, everyone say, After that. Kind of makes you. Uh, wonder after what? Well, we can turn uh, back uh, into uh, uh, this chapter, Joel, the second chapter. <clears throat> but really, let me just give you uh, let me give you a, a, an overview uh, of the first chapter. It looks a lot like our nation. It looks a lot like uh, what's been going on uh, in the nation. And uh, I'm going to tell you, storm, listen, storms come. Jesus said they come. You know, They come to the righteous. They come to the unrighteous. They come to the wise. They come to the foolish. He just said they come. I'm going to have to take that as a matter of faith, you know. Uh, you know, uh, we always stand against destruction, you know, but storms still come, you know. Uh, and, uh, and Jesus said that the storms will come, they're going to, and the rains will come, and they'll beat upon the house, but it's a test to see what the house has been built on. And he's not just talking about natural, physical house. That's what he's talking about, land. And, uh, I mean, talking about the the territory of you, our lives, likened unto the house. Uh, we know that's scripturally true because he talks about us being God's house, God's uh, field, God's garden, but God's house being the temple. Uh, the, God's home address is, uh, is not heaven. Are you listening? Uh, it's, it's you. And I know some of you go, well, I beg to differ. Well, read the end of the book. And the end of the book, it says he's going to move in with us on the new earth. Amen. He's always wanted to live here with us. Amen. <laughs> I kind of like that. I, I like to hang out a welcome sign. You know, Lord, you're welcome. Now, if you want somebody to live with, I'll, I'm, you know, what, you know. Yeah, we'll take you. Amen. Praise and just be yourself. Now you don't have to, you know, our house, your house, we'll go by your rules and be okay. Um, but storms come, you know. I, we, we can sit around and try to figure out why of everything. There's some whys we're not going to know till we get to heaven. That doesn't dismiss things, but it simply, uh, simply knows there's some stuff we have to trust the Lord and we have to take by faith. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, but I also realize, you know, uh, that uh, um, you know, uh, it's 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 a picture of how this life is, uh, of what happens in life, and you know, and what matters most is, you know, saving lives. Even the world said that right now. What matters most is saving lives. 
we can rebuild all the other stuff. We can get the other stuff back by saving lives. Amen. Sounds like a text right out of the book, doesn't it? God's interested in saving lives. Praise the Lord. And, you know, um, how many of you have ever had storms in your life where the blue tarp on the beach got blowed away? Or in the woods a lean-to, amen. You weren't really ready for that. It came, and you know, and the next time, little piggy, you decided not to use straw but sticks. Amen. How many of you then, despite your best efforts, you know, here comes a, another training in your life and another huff and puff and, you know, it blew the house down and little piggy said, well, straw didn't work, twigs ain't enough, so you go find some brick. Amen. You know, a lot could be said for simplifying things. Well, I'm not a simple person. Well, be complicated if you want to, but you know. Uh, it's real simple. God loves us. He wants us to love Him. It's all going to be okay in the end. Amen. Uh, trust Him. Everybody say trust Him. The Lordship of Jesus. You can trust His heart for us. Amen. Alright. Uh, I want to talk, uh, entitle this Outpourings and Overflowing. Miraculous measures of supernatural supplies. There are outpourings and overflowings. Now, the first chapter uh, of this... Uh, you know, destruction came into the land. Things happened. You know, that some of it's consequences of choices. You know, it's amazing to me that you know, if you pay any attention, all this country is is started was starting to come apart at the seams. The fabric of our society, brother against brother, race against race. You know, this one and that one. Just, you know, uh, have you noticed that all that's been swept away? We got no time for the silliness. Are you listening of fighting in the back bedroom? Are you hearing when the wind's fixing to knock a whole house down? And for all the coming apart, I'm going to just tell you, God can turn things for good and bring a great coming together. Amen. That's what I'm believing God for. Anyhow, uh, so here we are at Joel's second chapter in 28. He said this, blow the ram's horn, uh, blow the ram's horn trumpet in Zion. Trumpet the alarm on my holy mountain. Shake the country up. That's the call to the church. Shake the country up. You know, here's the thing. You know, God's judgment day is on the way. The day is almost here. We live under this great beginning and end. Are you hearing? Where God's program is concerned. And we live, hopefully, in the reality of eternity. We're, we're eternal people. We're everyone. And there's two destinations that are absolutely a reality. Uh, Separated from God called hell forever and together with God uh, called heaven forever. And there's a time frame in between called this life. Every generation has their opportunity to serve that purpose here on the earth. And we either serve it wisely or foolishly. We either serve it well or not at all or very poorly. Amen. Uh, but we're a people that should be aware, Amen. awake and aware. What's he saying? Sound the alarm. What's an alarm for? Wake folks up. There is an awakening in America. We boil that down to hopefully there's an awakening in your life. That we're awake and we're alert to God. Amen. 
And we're not asking God to be with us anymore while we go our own way and do our own thing and serve our own selves and our own purposes. But we're awake and ready to work in the field, amen, of harvest with, uh, uh, with a God that knows it's, all, it's coming. There's a coming day when no man will work anymore. The harvest will be in and the door will be closed. Amen. Now, uh, so he says uh, that we're uh, to awake and uh, um, shake the country up. You know, uh, a lot of folks don't want themselves to be woke up or shook up. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Much less take on the troubles of the nation. You're not here. We're not here as the church just to have a good time. We're here to change destinies individually and a nation. We're here with a unique call on our lives as the church to wake up and be responsible. Now, now living in the kiddie pool, you know, somebody has to be responsible for you. But when we start to grow up, uh, I was raised on a farm. I'll tell you what, if you could turn a bale over in the field, you learned to be responsible. If you could feed a calf a bottle, you had a responsibility. We ain't in the house eating shady chips and drinking orange soda pop and watching I Love Lucy. There's work to do. Amen. Praise God. Now, um, after what? The shake up the country, wake up to God. And verse number 12 shows us that there is an awakening. He says, but there is also this. It's not too late. You know, you hear all these folks that say it's too late, you know, and they assign that to individuals, give up on folks, they give up on the country, they give up on their family, give up on their marriages, you know, it's all too late. God says, it's not too late. God's personal message, come back to me and really mean it. Come fasting and weeping, sorry for your sins. You know, we have a thing in America now where we're saved without any kind of repentance. There's no change of life. We're just saved. Are you listening? That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we have a change of life that shows that we're saved. Amen. It's not works, but there's a work of God inside of us that changes us. Amen. All right, change, listen, verse number 13, change your life, not just your clothes. Come back to God, your God, and here's why. God is kind and merciful. He takes a deep breath and puts up with a lot. This most patient God, extravagant in love, always ready to cancel catastrophe. Who knows, maybe he'll do it now. Maybe he'll turn around and show pity. Maybe when it's all said and done, there'll be blessings full and robust for your God. Blow the ram's horn trumpet in Zion, declare a day of repentance, a holy fast, they call a public meeting. And he said, get everyone there, consecrate the congregation. Everyone say that there is a call and a consecration of the congregation. So we're talking about what after what? Shaking up the country, waking up to God, uh, coming back to God's personal message. A coming back to, we need to, listen, our lives need to be preaching a personal message from God to personally, to people personally. Don't be religious. Don't settle for knowing about God. Know God for yourself personally. He's a personal God. Amen. And it says after that, there's a, 
there's a call and a consecration, getting everyone there. We should live inviting lives. We need to be inviting uh, every uh, backslid church member that you know, everybody that got saved, but still you don't know whether they're still saved or not. They're saved, but they don't do church. Fastest growing segment of the Christian uh, uh, society in America is church less Christians. I'm going to tell you we're less for it. Not the church, but those Christians that are church less. You cannot grow up, fulfill your destiny. There are no only children where it's all about you in the body of Christ. Your brothers and sisters that you have to share with wear your underwear sometimes. Steal your socks out of the drawer. Came in and your piece of pie. They ate it. Amen. Everybody say love, love, love. What the world needs now is love, love, love. And then Jesus said, uh, he said, you, when you learn to love your pie-stealing brothers and sisters, your socks sneaking and underwear grubbing brothers and sisters, Amen. Man, I'll tell you, in my room at the house, all the boys was in one room and all the girls were in one room. Are you hearing? I mean, we had to share. Anyhow, didn't say we liked it, but we learned it. And you'd get a licking if you didn't. Amen. My folks really uh, didn't have favorites. You were, we were all their favorites and, and you had to learn how to get along. Amen. All right. Oh, get everyone there. Everybody say everyone. everyone. See, with God, everyone's welcome. He loves everyone. He wants everyone. He wants as many as will. And he said, get them before God. He said, this is what we need. The church, the church, first of all, needs to get before God. In his presence. Seeking his presence. His heart. And at his heart. And when we begin to seek his heart first... And his hand follows. Are you listening? In America a lot of times we're just seeking his hand. Bless me. No, the right formula in this, if you boil it down to that. But let me just say a better way. The right order is Lord make me a blessing. And the blessing will be there. Get God's heart. And his hand is always yours. Amen. Alright, that's simple. Now, uh, it says this. Uh, that when uh, uh, that um, when they got there, and he said, "Don't exclude anyone." He said, "Even men and women on their honeymoon, children, bring the nursing babies, get everybody there, tell the elders to come." Let me say something to the elders. I don't believe that's just uh, you know the naturally mature. So many times, folks think they have outgrown getting uh, hearing the call of God to come to church and be part of something, giving their life away to the next generation. Just because you know it don't mean the next generation knows it. And we should have some desire and some uh, indebtedness towards the next generation. We owe the world, those who, of us who do know, don't we owe the world a real life encounter and experience with the living God to bring the presence of God? To bring them into the presence of God and then know how... You know, God operates and works so they can experience the presence of God. Here's the thing. We want to talk them to, you know, think another talk, 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 talk is going to fix it. You know, they need a real life, you know, God get them, so to speak, you know, in a very good way. I mean, come in here believing rightly that God's going to speak today inside 
where folks can hear him personally for themselves, whether they ever hear it out here. It's not just up to the preacher to preach a good sermon. I'll tell you, this preacher comes in having prayed all week, God, if we don't have your presence, I'm not going. If you're not going to show up, because unless you show up, nobody's going to get changed. I can't change nobody, can't heal nobody, can't deliver anybody, but you can do all those things. You can do them in a blink of an eye. You can do it when folks just turn in the driveway miraculous measures and supernatural supplies. All I know is I came in one way, but I could not leave the same because God met me there. I had an encounter with the living God beyond the argument of religion, beyond the argument of everything else. All I know, he touched me. He said something to me. He spoke over me and it got down on the inside of me. Hope came up, faith arose. Something happened. Where's all of that gone to? Why have we don't have that? Because we're need to put away all the distractions and fix our focus on Jesus. Amen. Dust this old thing off. It belongs center stage. Amen. He paid for it all, did it all, and you can have it all, but it's right here. Hallelujah. Anyway. It says God went into action to get his land back. You know what his land is? Now he owns the heaven and the earth, but he's looking to live inside of a people. He claimed you as his own territory. He wants to possess you. I want to be possessed by God. Amen. Just possessed by God. Have it all, Jesus. Amen. He said he went into action and he said God answered. He took pity on his people. Oh, now listen, see, in America, we're so proud. The church is so proud. I'm going to tell you what, now things can happen in this life and your life get turned upside down and all that stuff get emptied out to where you're now hungry again, thirsty again, desperate again. Amen. Got to have God again. Can't stay in this mess any longer. Huh? He answered and spoke to his people. Look, listen, I'm sending a gift. And then he goes down and talks about uh, a prosperity. I like this. He says in that, he goes, I'm going to deal with the enemies. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head off the final enemy. Amen. There's some stuff that God wants to do. There's some never agains in our life. Amen. I like this. The bigger the enemy, the stronger the stench. <laughs> he said, I'm going I'm I'm to put them half here and half there, half in the Dead Sea, half in the Mediterranean. He goes, there they'll rot a stench to high heaven. The bigger the enemy, the stronger the stench. Now, we got to run quick. Fear not, earth. Be glad. Celebrate. God has done great things. I'm telling you, God has changed everything. He changed it. And we're all going to... We're, we're all, listen, if you're following God, you're always behind God. Ain't smart enough to figure out, you know, you know, God, I've gone up ahead and I look and I think you ought to do this in my life. I think the main problem with the church, you ought to do this careful. Amen. You need to see everything and everyone else through Jesus. Amen. Just keep following him. Just follow him. All right. 
Be glad in your God. Now, I want to say this. Now, listen. Uh, his heart and his hand will get it all back. The blessing flowing again. Everyone say the blessing. blessing. Flowing again. Now, look at, look at how this is going to take form. He says, be glad in your God. He's giving you a teacher to train you how to live right. Now, can I say something this about the teacher? Uh, now, you know, and, and we love teaching. I mean, we do. We've been taught and taught and taught and taught. You know, I mean, we just love. We've got the biggest heads in the whole world. This degree and that degree. We love knowledge. Knowledge abound. I mean, you know, uh, case in point, before you get out of here, some of you are probably on your phone right now. Googling something. Tweeting, twittering something. Huh? Ooh, that's good. I need to Facebook that. Just put it away. It's for you. Amen. You're here for you right now. All right. Now, anyway, I'm going to give you a teacher to train you how to live right. Didn't Jesus say he was going to send another to replace him? Wasn't he the teacher? He said a teacher. All right. Who did he send? The Holy Spirit. Now, I know that we're just too educated for the simplicity of the Holy Ghost. But it says he's the one that's been given to train us how to live right. How to live, how to seek first the kingdom of God and live right before God. Do it the right way, God's way. Amen. I can boil down every problem right now, all the fruit that's way out there. And the root is, 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 it, is there's a rejection of the work of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. Then you're going to have all this flesh stuff. And I'm going to tell you something about flesh. Uh, flesh won't send you to hell, but you will not inherit the kingdom. All right? You know, it will cost you spiritual things when you, when you, uh, when you dishonor and, and when we diminish uh, and disregard uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He is the presence of God present with us to help us to experience the Father and the work of Jesus. Amen? You know, so we hear about all this stuff and say, I'll tell you what now, you just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Full. To overflowing. And learn to yield to Him. And you will not fulfill the dictates of the flesh. And the dictates of the flesh, remember, they just cost you this, the kingdom of God. And we're supposed to be living, bringing the kingdom of God as the church. We are the outpost bringing the kingdom the domain of the king, the dominion of the king, bringing, representing the king and his kingdom and taking territory, which, now listen, it isn't the land, it's the people. Amen. All right, you getting anything out of this? All right. He said, I'm, he said he's giving you a teacher to train you how to live right, teaching like rain out of heaven, showers of words to refresh and nourish your souls just as he used to do. Amen. Uh, there's a teaching that is rain out of heaven. I believe it first of all starts with, uh, you know, folks finding out that there is a teacher, you know, uh, and signing up for a personal, uh, him being your personal tutor. And being willing to be trained and being willing to be taught. Amen. I know we don't have no time. See, we need a master's degree in biology, but we, you know, we don't need no teaching from the church. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that'll take you so far. But it won't necessarily take you far enough. And it's a little less than a degree, a master's degree in living for the master. That's the master's degree we need. Be, uh, you know, be all that God wants you to be. But certainly don't be less. <laughs> and when natural things are more than spiritual things, you put your measure on it. There are two of them, more or less. You decide for yourself. Amen. You're intelligent people. All right. Showers of words. Showers of words that will refresh and nourish. You know, God's blessing, it says he blessed them saying. Amen. All right. Uh, and and here's, the, the, here's what this will do. It will produce an abundance. Listen, it says, and plenty of your soul will be nourished. Remember, true prosperity is as, even as your soul prospers. Your whole being, everything, your body will keep well. Everything about you uh, will, uh, will be right. It will be well with you, even as your soul prospers. Amen? So it's, it's d- direct proportion, your soul prospering. How does he do that? With the words of God, the truth of God. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit works with is the words of God. And he's a teacher that would teach us. All right. We're to produce abundance. Look at this. Plenty of food for your body. Silos full of grain. Casts of wine and barrels of olive oil. Why is it that we're satisfied with little bags and buckets and baskets when he's promising silos and casks and barrels? Everybody say S. According to my, uh, uh, my, my uh, English class training very early on, S was more than a squiggly line. S began to take on meaning. Wherever it was, it, plur- it, it, it made a plurality. Yeah. It mean more than one. Yeah. It could mean many. Yes, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Huh? Oh, turn to your neighbor and say, you're thinking too little. You should be living large. All right, let's go down for it. He goes, I'll make up for the years of the locusts, the great locust devastation. Listen, there's a making up for restorations and recoveries in our life. Are you hearing? And, then it, and that will result in this. Uh, uh, you'll eat your fill of good food. You'll be full of praises to your God. No such thing as praising God silently. Shouts of Hallelujah. Animation, demonstration. I'm going to clap my hands, raise my hands. Amen. If I don't, the rocks will holler and the trees will wave. You know, why is it we're satisfied with singing the song about, you know, uh, uh, before you I bow and, we, and we're all. Oh, I wouldn't want to bow. Somebody would think. Yes, yeah, somebody would. Somebody would think, you know, are you listening? Remember, the, remember David's wife despised, she goes, yeah, listen, all, the dance and stuff, you didn't have to do all that. All you need to just, you know, you should have marched in dignified like the king. He said, well, God made me the king. He said, but this is the best dignity of all is to dignify the one and honor the one. Amen. Got to hurry. Got too much to do here. All right. He said, never again. Despise. He said that twice in just a couple of scriptures. Without question, he said, you'll know in the thick of life 
with Israel. And I'm your God. Yes, you're God, the one and only real God. Never again will my people dis- be despised. Everyone say favored folk. Favored folk. See, blessing brings favor. Favor brings good success. And good success is attractive. And we're here to be attractive for Jesus. Turn, let's move quickly to 28. He goes, now we're back where we started. And that's just the beginning. See, it starts with us. It starts with you. starts with me. But it ends up with them. Everybody say, me, me. And, them. and them. See, there's people for your life, isn't there? The object of this life is to have people for your life that are, that, that are going to uh, be in relationship with God and be in heaven because of your life. Hmm? All right. See, so after, it says that's just the beginning after that. After what? After the shake-up, the wake-up, the call, the consecration of the congregation, the coming back to God to get it all back, the teacher and teaching, the refreshing, the restorations, and the recoveries after... That, he said, there'd be outpourings and overflowings, all right? Now, listen. The first outpourings and overflowings are over the church. I got to do this real quick, all right? But you, this will help bring everything together. Amen. You only need one bottle of water, but I've got a surplus. I believe in bringing extra oil and extra water. Amen? It's all right if we spill it. We they. They, they watered this whole place and sucked it up. Let's assume that every one of us has a, uh, some kind of measure, you know, uh, whatever, you know, this is what, 16 ounces. Yeah, 16 ounces. But it is full. Amen? Say, I'll drink to that. Mm. Our life is full. We got all the God that we need, all the God that it does. But you know, life has a way of, you have to stay hydrated. You got to work a job. Your wife tells you what to do. Say, I'll drink to that. Your wife tells you what to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. By Wednesday, you need another sip. The dog peed on the floor. Uh-oh. The co-worker said ugly things. Uh-oh. The pastor wants me to do something. Uh-oh. Man, it's just hot in Alabama. There's a heat wave going on. This one bumps us. That one bumps us. This one happens. That thing happens. And pretty soon, if we don't have anything... Going in, we just got a lot going out. Are you here? And you know, you could just, no, anything could happen. And that's what we love, you know. Listen, Lord, just make everything, no, nothing, smooth sailing. You leave that there long enough and just the air in the room will suck all the water out of life. Life on this planet. We're doing Nothing. Eventually, you come back and it'll get lower and lower and lower. Life evaporates. The life of God in us evaporates. I say I don't have time to punch holes in the bucket. Have you ever been, you know, pricked, stabbed in the back? 
All kind of stuff that can just cause, you know, amen. Well, you know, uh, here's the good news. There's a teaching. I said, there's a teaching. Amen. He said, it'll come down like rain. You can just put this bottle out there and, when, and if it rains, it'll start filling back up again. It'll get all over the outside of it, but some of it will get down in this little thing right here. It'll get down. But you know, we can put a funnel in there and on purpose. A little Sunday morning. Maybe two services on Sunday. Maybe Wednesday. On Monday, I read my Bible. And I, and I, and I listen to praise music, and I, I get lost in worship to God. I do that every day. And pretty soon... You know, I had a lot going out, but so I know I got to have more coming in. I got a lot going out, but I lost a little, you know. I mean, Sandy had a big to-do list. <laughs> Took all week long to make the woman happy. All right. So I know I got to have more time with God. I got to have more God going in than I got demand on my life going out. And here's the thing, you know, it might take all of that. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Almost made it. I got it all the way to Friday. Got my paycheck in the bill collector call. I almost made it. I got all the way to Sunday and then I got sick. So I got the CD I listened to the podcast. And boy, I'm almost full again. Amen. But you know there's more. God's got more. God's got more. He goes, I don't want you to just be full. I want to fill you all the way. But now, you got so many people for your life. you got so much demand on your life. You, 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 you decided to live for my purposes. You decided to follow my plans. You want to be a witness for me. So he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to... I'm just going to move in with you. And I'm going to teach you. We're going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to talk. And you're not even going to miss the sleep. Because you're going to be so refreshed and nourished. And those other folks, tell them to drink out of the bucket. Just tell them to drink out of the bucket. Just tell them, you know, just, just you know, keep going until you got plenty, plenty more. See, I'm blessing you, but I'm going to make you a blessing. I'm going to keep making you a blessing and making you more a blessing. I'm going to make you as big a blessing as you want to be. Amen. I know that that's just simple. Now listen, you know, give me simple then. All right. Overflowing lives. Can I read this scripture real quick? Oh, we're, we're, we're way over time here. But now listen. Verse number 28. And that's just the beginning after that. It's just the beginning. Get pouring out on you till you are in an overflow. After, after that, after I've got you to the overflow. After I've got you to the all measure. You've got to get out of the none and the sum and into the all measure. All that God has for you. All that you can contain. Do you know the Holy Spirit will get inside of your life, down in the thick of your life, and start making more room for God? (laughs) Then time with God's not a problem. Because He's at the center. 
He's why we're here. He's the reason I came. He's the reason I'm on the earth. He's the reason. Listen, he lets me breathe his air. He lets me drink his water, eat his food, have time here. All right, now listen. Uh, after that, I will pour out. Everybody say that. You realize everything we said was to get us to the overflow. To get your life under the outpouring. Now see, you've got to be constant and consistent with the outpouring. Hallelujah. Don't shout me down because I'm, you know, sit back on my stool. We'll stay here another hour except Dr. Vickers will interrupt and we'll all be in trouble. <laughs> I read a thing by a missionary. He went somewhere and he goes, they were disappointed that, uh, that I could only preach three hours. I said, I'm going to ask him, can I come over there? <laughs> they were disappointed that he could only teach for three hours. They wanted more. <laughs> You know, the people that want more, get more. Anyhow. After that, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Every kind of people. How many of you, your life is not, you know, we're not living an island. You've got every kind of people around you. And you know what they need? They need Jesus. They need the work of the Holy Spirit. Listen, that is on you and in you and through you. They need to overflow. They need to know the God that you know more than enough. Hmm? A real encounter. A real experience of the living water. Amen. That where this water goes, it makes everything alive. If this water touches sickness and disease, it, it completely conquers it, destroys it. And on and on and on and on and on. Overflowing lies pouring out. Read one more scripture. Uh, Acts, the 10th chapter. Again, the Message Bible. Third uh, chapter, I'm sorry. Acts, third chapter. And we're going to look at uh, this 19th verse. It says, now it's time to change your ways. Turn to face God so he can wipe away your sins. All this missing of the mark, the higher things, the greater things God has called us to. And pour out showers of blessing to refresh you and send you the Messiah he prepared for you, namely Jesus. Everybody say, now's the time. Oh, I believe it with all my heart. We're in a new time. We're in a new now with God. We're in a new measure. Ain't God, I know that's not proper English. I guess I just like to do it because I like to do it. Amen. But ain't God good? Ain't God saying some stuff we ain't never heard nothing like that before? Ain't God showing us us seeing what he's saying like we've never seen it before? We've all read these things before. We all, quote, know these things, but not like we're going to know it now. Because when God changes everything, everything is changed. And so everything will be changed. The evidence... Is all around. Yeah. 
Amen. Well, let's give God a, a, let's just stand up for just a moment and give God just one more moment and then we'll turn you loose because we really got to go. (laughs) Some of you have been here. Past your tolerance. It's good for God to stretch us. We'll never go back to the measures that we were in before. That's right. Amen. world is full of trouble. Jesus said so. But he also said that he overcame the trouble. Amen. The real trouble that he came to overcome was this separation from God. This being willing to do life without God, apart from God, separated from God. It's so prevalent in the church. So why would we be surprised it's so prevalent in the world? And behold, what a little fire just a little match. How it can change the whole course of everything. I believe that we're in everything changed. Certainly for the people of Houston, certainly for the people of Florida, for the church, the unchurched our nation for the world. Mom choose to believe that there's good news still. Amen. That God is still God. He's merciful and He's kind and He'll restore. Jesus said that He would cause us to recover our lives. And I'll tell you what, with God, what the enemy means for evil, and the enemy means evil through all different kinds of things, but that God would turn it for good, and we'll come out more, and we'll come out better. I have to choose to believe the, the more and the better measure. Amen. But God never ends anything on a negative. He always ends everything on a positive, because He's a positive God, a good God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.